Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. And here we are taking a stroll in the uh, woods on this planet here. Just, you know, going along. Yeah. Having a chat. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Avoiding the bats. Uh, Yeah, absolutely avoiding the bats. Don't want to get bit by those. Yeah, vampires. Now, I was trying to think, we've not really had vampires in Doctor Who before, apart from robot Count Dracula in The Chase. Yeah, that doesn't count. So, have you watched all this today, or...? Sort of. Uh, I did episode one and two together, and I did three and four today. Well, I'll just start off. You were right about Adric, obviously. He was a stowaway. I stowed away. Yeah! (laughs) He's up here for a while, though. It was, uh, yeah, because they don't even know that he's around until, like, episode three. I feel like it was five, ten minutes before he's on screen. So if I'd have, like, last week when I said, like, I almost wanted to, like, watch the start of the next one to see if he was there, I wouldn't have seen him. It still would have been a surprise. It was a while, but, like, they were, they had all the things, they landed, and they were well off before he even came out quite a lot and he's separate for a lot of the time so yeah i didn't want to say but yes adric is around we'll see how long he's around for i'm still not gonna say you don't know from story to story no i don't (laughs) well they hinted that they were going to try and get him back i feel that he will be around for well he'll definitely be there next week he has to be even if they're getting him back so i'm trying to think how far we are into the season i feel like this will be just this season of Adric. I could be wrong. He might end up coming back into normal space with them. But I feel like he's part of the E-space universe. Yeah. So when he comes in, I don't know, I feel like it's a bit of a weird... He's like very confident. He goes straight out, out of the TARDIS. Off he goes. And then he's like stealing cheese from this place straight away and gets caught. I don't know. I just thought, oh, like he, there's no... Do you know what I think? And you probably know more than me. I don't think this story was planned for the entrance of a, a companion. Because it's also, it is an episode where there's a new companion, essentially. Like, we see him in the last one, sure. But this is technically the first one. And he never really fits properly into the story. And I feel like that's more to do with either... It was decided quite late on, or maybe like the order's different that they when they receive the scripts versus when they decide to run them. I don't know. Anyway. That's interesting you say that because, well, Adric, he was planned definitely. Um, this script was originally sent in ages ago for the Doctor and Leela, a long time ago. Oh god! Around that time, and then it was scrapped or whatever, and then it was brought back. I think they did know about Adric when they were bringing this script back but then also to add to it this was the first one that he filmed so they filmed this one first and then they filmed last week's oh really ah see again i think that that explains a lot because he's so confident in that first story that's why i was like i think he's gonna be like he's so comfortable in who that character is he's really confident 
And I was like, I just have a feeling he'll be around. That's really interesting. Whereas this one felt slightly different. And I just thought it was because he wasn't, it just didn't feel like he fit into the story. But I didn't feel that this story was more for like, a comp- you know you know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. yeah. Um, but so when he's walking out of the TARD, in, when you first see him in the TARDIS, when he's walking across, that is the first scene that he ever filmed. I think you can tell because oh my it's, gosh. it's not the best walk across the TARDIS console. <laughs> he looks really awkward. No. <laughs> Immature humanoid, non-hostile. But I was just thinking, in terms of the character of Adric in this story, I was watching, I was like... How rude. He's just very rude, I think, stealing cheese oh. straight away. And then with the like the peasanty people, and then he's like, Well, if I'm staying, can I have some of your dinner? Oh, have you got any cheese? Like I just I just felt like where's that wonderment? Where's that I've travelled in this ship. I don't really care where the Doctor and Romana is. I'm just going to do whatever I... I don't know. He he either settles in too quickly. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like you're comparing him to what a human would be. Like, who hasn't experienced space. Now, all right, he hasn't experienced space. But he has been in that TARDIS before. He knows what it can do. He knows what they do because he knows that they've arrived from another place. And he has grown up on with a spacecraft. Okay, yeah. And I feel a lot of that's. I mean, literally, the first time we meet him, he's with a load of gang people who are stealing water fruit or whatever it was. Yes, okay, that makes sense then. So, like, that's kind of what he knows. To me, he felt like... Um, he's sort of like spirit felt very Dodo. <laughs> well, he's got the same hair as Dodo. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But it, that sort of like brashy, young, he feels really young. I feel like if you were to age that character, he's like 15, he's like 16. Oh yeah, very, yeah. Yeah, I think so. That kind of works with that. I'm a bit hungry and that's what I know to do. And then like when you're caught, try and like chat and charm your way out of it. It feels very sort of something Dodo would do. Dodo was well ahead of her time. Yeah, true, true. But are you still enjoying the character of Edric in this? Yeah. Other than this story just being a bit of an odd one, it got worse actually for him. The star and all that I thought worked well when they're like going to, you know, he talks to the people and then he's like, they come and select him and stuff. It was once he was up at the tower that I was like, he's not adding anything here. Well, he's sort of um, hypnotised, isn't he, for a, a bit of it, and then he's captured a lot of the time. That's why I was like, it's a shame that this is his first story because it's not very... And maybe that's also his nerves. Now that you've said that this was his first story, maybe some of that is like him first time on the set and stuff and filming saying that can i read you a little bit from his book blue box boy <laughs> which blue box boy oh my which, god so he's he's written this autobiography but he has written himself in the third person throughout okay so he okay. refers to himself as a rather than i in this okay so i'm just going to read you a little bit of him on his it sounds like a ghostwriter did it then, basically. No, I think he wrote it himself. Um, okay, so this is on. him when he on his first story. <clears throat> the read-through was supposed to start at 10.30, but by 11, Tom Baker had not yet appeared. In Matthew's stomach, the tension was ratcheting up. Everybody sat at the long table, smoking, sipping coffee from styrofoam cups, waiting for Tom to slope in. Lulla Ward began talking about Claire Bloom. 
Uh, Matthew sat next to Emrys Jones, who was playing the leading vampire, Orcon. For some reason, without prompting from Matthew or anyone else, Emrys James began talking to him about Watch With Mother, perhaps because on Doctor Who, he decided he had found himself in the world of children's television. At 11.05, the doors swung open. Tom Baker came running through. He looked a bit pale and thinner than when Matthew had last seen him on TV. He wore a grubby brown raincoat and trousers the colour of milky coffee and a white shirt thinned by too much ironing so that patches of his flesh could be seen through it. He had the remains of a cigarette in his right hand, ash flying behind him as the doors swung closed. He carried a mouldy leather briefcase. He made a small grunt of apology. Tom came in late, probably because he had overslept. But for Matthew, it had the effect of the Hollywood diva. Baker took his seat in the middle of the row opposite Matthew, where the Queen might sit at a banquet. The director introduced everyone by name, ending with Baker. Of course, you all know Tom. The assistant floor manager clicked on the stopwatch and the reading began. At the end of the first episode, the stopwatch was paused and the running time noted. 19 minutes, 8 seconds. The watch reset, the reading resumed. Matthew was fascinated to watch Tom Baker reading lazily, smoking constantly, stubbing out each cigarette with a violent stab at the ashtray so the whole stub flattened before lighting another. Lulla Ward puffed away at a fair rate too. So did nearly everyone else. Baker and Ward did not for a moment catch one another's eye. Are they married at this point as well? No, not yet, no. And there's a little bit later on as well. A number of TARDIS scenes were to be rehearsed in which Adric did not appear, but he was incorporated into the rehearsal schedule. Matthew looked at the list with a little frown on his face. He wasn't sure whether he was supposed to stay around. He would happily have gone for a cup of coffee, but there on the list was his character name. He stood at the side of the mark out. What he should have done, would automatically have done later, was to have asked the director if he was needed. But he was too shy to pipe up, so he hovered there while scenes were run and rerun and massacred by Tom's pen. Perhaps he stared saucer-eyed like a child who has recognised his teddy hero. He lingered near the white line, a little performance of a frown streaking his forehead to give the impression of being thoughtful but unsure. On perhaps the fourth of these scenes, he stood there stupidly. Suddenly, Baker turned to him and barked, Why don't you piss off? This sounded fair, so he pissed off and sat on the floor and leant his back against the wall a few feet away. So... Basically, there's quite a lot here. So Tom Baker and Lana Ward aren't getting on. I'll read another bit later on. Um, and then, like, Tom Baker is just... Lana Ward and Tom Baker do not really like Matthew Warthouse, who plays Adric, <laughs> a lot of the time as well. So he, a lot in his book, he did not have a great time. And he's done some telly before, but this, and he, but he was a fan yeah. as well. Of course, yeah. Most kids would have been growing up, Yeah. So then he talks a lot about, you know, finally meeting Tom Baker and things aren't great on set. And I think he gets caught up in that quite a lot. Because then late, uh, later on, he says that literally the next day, Tom Baker comes in, he's talking to everyone, chatty, happy, being like the doctor. Like literally it just all goes on what Tom Baker's mood is. Which brings me on to, in this, there are so many scenes where Tom Baker is not looking at Lala Ward. I did notice that. That is some, that's why I asked that. Like, yeah. There's really odd dialogue, actually. Well, I, I mean, but he's playing it still as the Doctor. He's doing those... There's some great comedy lines in there as well, but he's just, there's just some scenes where he's just staring ahead. There was only that one scene, because they, they spent the whole thing not looking at each other, and then at the end he said something like, you are really 
fantastic or something like that. But they're probably getting on. I think it's literally day by day. They're getting on. They're not. They're getting on. Depending on like scene by scene, maybe. So maybe that was a scene where he's saying, oh, actually, you're great. And, they, and it's all good. But then there's other scenes where they're not looking at each other at all. There, there just seems sort of a frostiness. There is. But but in what they're saying in the dialogue and stuff, they're still doing that. They're still true to their characters. I thought that there was a little um, bit of frostiness in the dialogue sometimes. There's this bit as well that he talks about, which is a great example of that. Um, Matthew's favourite scene was a scene where Romana came down a ladder. She reached the bottom rung and stepped off. The Doctor suddenly looked horrified. What is it, said Romana, looking for a monster. The Doctor said, you're standing on my toe. This moment was sweeter in rehearsal than on tape. On the morning, the scene was rehearsed in the studio. Tom and Lala liked each other, so a gentleman, he helped her down the ladder. By the time the evening had come and taping was in progress, things were sour, so he turned his back on her and she had to clamber down unaided. <laughs> like, it was like that. Oh my gosh, what a nightmare. <laughs> I think it's this is like the, the peak of all of that stuff here in this one. And so they um, thought, I know what we'll do, we'll add in another character. So, like, Lala Ward doesn't... has. I don't think she's ever spoke, spoken favourably of Matthew Waterhouse, who plays Adric. What a shame! She she had was like had a go at him and stuff, but I think she had a lot going on, and Tom Baker had a lot going on, and then he, you bring in this other actor who hasn't had much experience and probably wasn't a hundred percent non-British. I don't know. It's all different sides of story. And how are you supposed to be professional and learn when you're in that environment? That's the other thing. I think it's on them. Yeah. So it was all going. I don't know. We've got. We don't usually go so behind the scenes gossip, but um, I just. I just find it really interesting how. It, but I don't think it comes across. I. I don't know. I think there are moments actually where you do sit where, especially when you know that bit with um, Romana and Adric sort of arguing. Yeah. 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 She's really snappy with him for like that. Later on, he says to her, "Well, I, I was trying to save you," and she was like. You, and she said something like, "Well, you didn't do a good job, or something." <laughs> I think it, I think the inflection though is real in, with her. Yeah. Do you know what she I mean? Really is nasty with him. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't really had companions that have been like that together. I mean, not really, not to that extent, anyway. But no. I feel like they can get away with it a little bit at this point because they're even saying like, "Right, we're going to send you back. You stowed away. We're going to send you back." So it doesn't fit. I don't think he's going to be around for long. That's how it feels. I could be wrong. It could yeah. be another. I suppose you're right. What's his name? Who was around forever? Um, <laughs> Who's that? Oh, Scottish Jamie. Oh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so there we go. So there's the gossip of the regulars straight in there. <laughs> so, what do you think of the actual story? Ironically, I liked everything but the vampires. As in the characters or the performances of the vampires? The idea of the vampires? It could have been anything to me. Um, I, I don't know. For some reason, I just didn't find it believable. The worst performance by far was that Queen. Oh, my God. Queen Camilla, oh my, she's called. Queen Camilla <laughs> was awful. Like, every time she did something, I was like, oh, No. But they're not over the top. Yeah, she is. No, but they're, a, they're you know the one where they go to, when they're in the thing and 
they're like, oh, he's his blood style, you killed him. And there's like, well, these two, he's not too bad. She is like, she does this weird, like, vampire arm acting. It was like some weird come hither. I don't know. It was really ropey. And then her death as well. You know, I'm really skipping around here. But right at the end, they're all like, Ugh. and she was like, oh, like her eyes were going <laughs> up. And I was like, oh, I don't know. She just really annoyed me throughout. I found her acting really gammy. I think they're quite effective. I think they're very well choreographed. The way that they they're in sync with each other, where they're washing the hands one by one. They do they they're in that. Oh yeah. The moves, I think, I think are I really think well done. Just, I just don't find it believable. They swarmed all over the universe. And they were so strong that one single vampire could suck the life out of an entire planet. One single vampire could suck the life out of an entire planet? Yes. Rubbish. You know, I, you hear... But... Which is ironic because for some reason, if I go back to demons, I'm allowed to believe that and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe it's when, because they said something about Dracula, it almost just feels like a fiction. And I guess that's the point. They're trying to show that like fiction could be reality, all that sort of stuff. I I think they're putting enough of a sci-fi thing on it to say that there's this great vampire and there's a history with the Time Lords and all of that. I think this would have worked better as a Layla story. Layla, yeah. Because it reminds... I can imagine it being around when they did the Victorian one and stuff like that. And that would have been really cool. And there's just something about this that just didn't fit for me. But I could imagine it. If it had been then, I think it would have been very different. I think it had been really gothic and theatrical and I don't think I would have minded as much. And for some, we've moved so far on from where that was to now. It, you know, it's, this is gothic in its way. Yeah, but it's sort of. I don't. I'm, what I'm trying to say is the gothic one with the space side. I think it would have just fit more within where they were in their stories and the genre and who those characters were. Whereas this one, we've moved so far on. I mean, yeah, we've got a companion who is essentially a Time Lord. And what was cool with Leela was she was this sort of rogue, um, I don't know, what am I trying to say? Uh, she was learning, yeah, she was that. She was, um, she was more of a sponge for this sort of stuff. And so, I don't know, I just find... I found but no, yeah, you're, yeah that you're right about it, it would have fitted it back because back then we did, we had mummies. Yeah. We had all the... Frankenstein, we had all that, so Dracula would have fitted in. It would have fit really well. I can imagine it being in that time, and I can imagine Mm. it working. And then the tone of this season is your science stuff. Yeah, I think that's what I mean, you know, the first few, they've been really scientific. You know, you said it's based on actual ideas and things. I love that we're in this, like, e-space, and then but we're referencing something from Earth in normal space or whatever like i don't know i for me it was the vampire concept that i struggled with and i don't think i would have struggled with it in another time but i like it yeah i see what you mean um i've i have always liked this one but i like the idea of the this crash spaceship and it's again it's a bit like last week where they've forgotten where they've come from 
and it's a crash. It's pretty much the same as last week in a way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they've developed, but the idea they're actually the three. You think they're descendants of these three spaceship people, but I like the twist that it actually is them because they are vampires. And the names have evolved. I, I, that's my favourite scene in this, where the Doctor and Romana are sitting up there and they're talking about it, and she's working out the names, how it's changed over time. Yeah, yeah. And that thing, I really like that idea. It's trying to make them like maybe they've come from another reality, or they are uh, vampires are this alien species. But no, but then there's no reason for them to be all gothic with the makeup and look like Dracula. Yeah, type yeah. Thing, really. I also feel. The drama that and the tension that you feel from the second episode of when it comes out, when he goes back to the TARDIS and he's talking with canine working and he, he does all that stuff and finds out it's a mass that you have to kill them. It's a, that drama and that tension that was created did not match to the end result for me. No, it was a very quick ending, wasn't it? And it, but it was a very like. But then, but then you don't want to see the great one. You don't want to see it. It would only just look like the the demon, the big demon coming. Well, I like I that you don't get to like... see what it is because it's so this ancient being that's so powerful that actually you only see its hand because it's supposed to be this, and they can't realize it. So. No, no, I get that, but like you didn't see any of the fight running up. Like I wanted to see these people that he's brought. You know, like got them ready and charged for battle. You don't see a single thing. You know, all the you have is that guard coming going, oh, we're being overrun. <laughs> yeah, well, I, don't, like, and, I don't think there's oh, that many people. There's so many of them. Like, I want to see them. Tr- I want to see them with K nine trying to, like, you know. Well, K, you did. You saw K nine leading the battle. There just wasn't very many of them in the rebellion. No, no. They have a whole conversation about K nine, like, oh, we're not following that dog, and then the next scene that's not them talking as vampires it's the doctor with the ship trying to make the ship work you never see them like charging with canine and taking all none of that and i i don't know for me it create i was so excited after the second it felt really like oh this was really big and important this feels like and also they're using terminology that and i was trying to remember if i've heard it before from doctor who or if i've just heard it so this isn't the first time they've mentioned um Oh, what's his name? Rassilon. 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 Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is this the first time Rassilon is mentioned? No, we've had Rassilon in one of the other Time Lord stories. Yeah. So, like, that for me was a cool... I was like, oh, I've heard that. I know that. I, I couldn't picture where I... But I wasn't sure if it was a quiz. <laughs> oh, I know the quiz of Rassilon, like, yeah. yeah. Is it the quiz <laughs> or am I, have we had this before? So that was cool. It gave some sort of, like, you know, development of it but so i was really excited i was like i thought oh, this was like a really important you know cornerstone sort of moment and we're gonna meet this great being that and actually the whole thing i don't know i found the ending really wrapped up a bit equally though i did enjoy the story mm, like yeah uh, it's, it's just, a clever it, it, it's clever that it's a clever one and i did enjoy it i just didn't buy into the vampires and i didn't buy into i i was really disappointed with the build-up that was created to what was the result there's a few weird bits because at the beginning they're like oh um it's the wasting you the wasting is the wasting we've got to be careful and there's this, and then it's never mentioned again whatever the wasting is like and you don't really know if that just because they say that's the only village on the planet 
And so, uh, again, is it a bit like last week where they were all the descendants of this crashed spaceship or is it just the three of them? Or, or it, it's not really clear what... they don't have the technology and so they don't understand that there's more. Ironically, I would have preferred this to be about five or six. You could have got a bit more out of it, a bit more of the mystery, yeah. Um, I mean, when did you... Because you have all the bats at the end of part one, don't you? Yeah. With them, um, that's when you... Like, that's the... I mean, I suppose it's supposed to reference that they're vampires, but they're not vampires that turn into bats. Well, they're supposed to be... He's supposed to have psychic energy, Orcon, isn't he, about the bats as his... Ah. I, I don't know, it's playing... Because he says my... It sort of superimposes a picture of a bat over him, and he's like, my servants will go out and no it doesn't really it's more atmosphere than anything else and it cuts it cuts obviously to a david attenborough film of them bats somewhere (laughs) that they borrow (laughs) but no there's not really much and the doctor gets bit um romana gets bit later on when she's been sacrificed doesn't seem to have any effect on anyone it's not like they're vampire bats no way other than like Like, she cuts herself and there's that one moment where she really wants to look at her well no well she cuts it you know when she gets sacrificed where they've laid her out and they put her hair out flat for some reason and this bat go this plastic bat goes on her and then she wakes up and she's fine i don't know you see the two things on her neck i don't know Uh, no it's not always clear like like i like the science bit but it's more atmosphere than story sometimes but i do like the atmosphere of it it is yeah no i agree and i like i say that episode two when he's really going into it with ken and the tension you really felt that it was really strong it was a really good performance and then it just didn't go anywhere. Well, the, I like the idea of the the tower is actually the rocket, and it goes. That was really cool because like when you see, it, like initially you see it as a tower, but then when you realise that you're like, of course it's a rocket, and that was a really clever like to think of towers like that. We know those, and then to think of them as rockets as well. Yeah, I loved that. Mm. Yeah. What the music is really, I've put, is really epic still in this. It was really prominent last week, but there's a lot of music in this as well. There's, again, very more 80s electronic. That's yeah, really strong but I this. think that all adds that. the atmosphere that's created. Mm. I'm just going to go through the, my notes and see if there's anything we haven't covered that will remind us of everything. So I've put, um, obviously, the music. I put the king, king and queen of eyeshadow because there's no <laughs> reason for them to have eyeshadow. <laughs> um yeah, the sort of medieval and science world is. I really like that. I think we've covered everything. Else. Oh, they have a nice buffet in the tower that they put on. They do, considering they're vampires and just like eat blood or whatever. They have some good food. Oh, and it's quite graphic when we see all the blood. All those people that are, when they open the thing of blood, and but then uh, that when the vampires die, like you mentioned, it's really that graphic. makeup. I think that that's like from you get that in The Walking Dead now. Yeah, no, and that's on eighteen. I found it when they were suddenly old. It was really effective. I also, the, again, just going back a little, just what you said, the tension that they create when they're finding all that, when they find going down there, find different things. You really felt, and she was like, "I, you know, I'm nervous." And he keeps them going, and yeah, I enjoyed that because when they're going up the ladder, that's obviously somewhere in location, and it's on film, and it just feels more authentic when they're going up and down the ship's ladder thing and all of that stuff in the forest is really well done probably the same forest as last week <laughs> again <laughs> but it just adds to it that you couldn't get away with any like this just being studio stuff uh, like but the set but saying that the sets are really nice the colors yeah the, and 
the gra- like the gold, it's just, the oranges. It's just an odd, for me, it was just a bit of an odd story. And it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I don't know. I didn't imagine just going here in this part where we are in and then we're doing vampires. And I was like, really? I just kind of felt like, really? It just because they do want to drink blood, don't they? Yeah, it's yeah. Not they, like... Literally, they're like someone's dead, and they're trying. They're angry that his blood's going to be stale. Like they are vampires that drink blood. Do you know what? This reminds me as well. I listened to a podcast about bed bugs <laughs> because <laughs> I had that what? terrible experience. I didn't realize they drank blood. Yeah, and I, I've just heard all about it. I was listening to the book, and when they and they like to the times that they like to come out at night and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> experience it took me right back to that manchester hotel (laughs) and they need to feed every few hours and i was there for a couple of days i and that's why whenever i put the light on they scattered because i don't like the light that's why you slept with the light on yeah i was listening i was listening all about their like life cycle and what they do and how far they can travel and stuff and it's not far oh my gosh i didn't realize that they actually drunk blood they're one of the only things that actually do proper drink like human blood and need it and that was in that hotel in manchester do you think that's where the idea of vampires sort of came from something that like feeds on blood because bedbugs must have been like i mean you know way back when when these sorts of things i suppose there's quite because you get bites from bedbugs so people have known them and like people didn't have bed like you know they were made up of things so if anyone was going to harvest them that it would have been bedbugs do you think that maybe that's like the early ideas of what someone will correct us and tell us the actual early Yeah, probably not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably Quite not. interesting. Yeah, so that reminded me of the, and I, was, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> well, ironically, that trip is what inspired this podcast. Yeah. One way or go. another. There we are. Yeah. With that, in with a different way, but we. Yeah. We <laughs> in, hotel. Manchester in a hotel. Thinking of you and the bed bugs. <laughs> yeah, if that hotel had been like five star and really nice, it, it would have been a different story. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have been sat there laughing at your expense. Real, real life state of decay there. That hotel is state of decay. It's a strange name for this as well, state of decay. It doesn't really mean anything. No, it doesn't. I mean, I guess it's supposed to sort of hint at like the fact that the bodies are drained of blood and decay and at the end they look very old and decayed I, it, it was supposed to be called the vampire lords but i suppose that would give away the the vampire element the vampire thing it's not obvious title i don't like that title i thought romana would know a bit more because he's telling romana about the history of that and the time laws and i was thinking surely if she's grown up as a as, as a studious time lady she would know more about the history and stuff of it all <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Apparently not. Maybe not. No. What do you think of her outfit in this? Do you know, not her outfit. This is the first time I've really noticed his outfit. <laughs> Finally. Like, Finally. and the question marks on his lapels. Because Finally. that whole thing where it looks great in the studio with the TARDIS, him and K9. And I really got to look at his outfit because normally he's just running around doing stuff. But there was a lot of still time. And I really noticed the detail of his outfit. Good. It's been there since the beginning know, of the season. But I really <laughs> noticed it today. Um, Romana's outfit, I can't even remember it. Remind me. Okay, fine. It was sort of like beige and she had these patterned sock things that were up to her knees. And I don't remember it, that at all. Okay, never mind. But it wasn't that. It wasn't that inspiring. No, there you go. It wasn't memorable. 
Um, and K9 gets to do a little bit in this as well. That's nice. It's a good K9 story, story yeah. actually. Yeah. Like, it plays to his strengths. I wish, like I say, I, I just wanted to see more of him leading the charge. I liked when he came out and was like, what did he say? In something mode, master or something. In uh, combat mode or something. <laughs> <laughs> combat really mode. really made me laugh. <laughs> well, the TARDIS is getting crowded now. We've got a whole lot on there. We haven't had that since um, the beginning, I don't think. No, it's been a while. Well, um, probably since Jamie and... Oh, yes, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. And uh, Jamie, Polly and Ben. Yeah. That was that three was of them. Night. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh, three, yeah. If, if you count K9, then... Uh, I don't really, yeah. ironically. I can't think <gasps> part of the TARDIS more than a companion. No, he's yeah. a companion. He is. No, you're completely right. It's just not how I think of him in my mind. Mm, okay. But I'll, well, so I, was... I did, but more and more I think of him as part of the TARDIS because that's where he is most of the time. Mm. And we didn't really get any other side characters apart from the three. I mean, the dramatic three vampires. There wasn't anyone else. I mean, there was those scientists, but they I don't find them very memorable. There was only that one scientist. And the only other one I liked was who gets killed is that guy that goes, like, he gets like, stop your shit, I'm going to go and get them. He's the more proactive, and then he gets killed anyway in, like, the third episode. Saving Romana or trying to save Astrid or whatever he's called. Adric. I'm watching, so it's, side note to Sarah's watching, I'm watching um, on Channel 4, I'm sure I mentioned it, maybe I mentioned this last week, this French drama called Astrid Murder in Paris. Yeah, so Astrid is on my mind because of Astrid Murder in Paris. Uh, it'll be a while before I can get Astrid and Adric. It's like Romana, Roma, uh, Ramona. We'll have to find out if um, they get Adric back to his to the Starliner or not. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to happen. Yeah, I'll try and find for next week Lala Ward's side of the story of everything. We've had Matthew, we've had Matthew Waterhouse. Let's see what she I'm says. I'm intrigued but by I... that. I want to hear more Matthew Waterhouse. I think. Oh my god! Yeah, he he has a he's very yeah, it's very interesting character. Oh, well, and so is Lala Ward actually. But next week is called Warriors Gate. Okay. Hmm. I think I don't think they're gonna have him back. I don't think he's going to make it back yet. Okay. Um, I think they're going to end up somewhere else. And maybe it's a very similar sort of backward civilization again. It's either going to be that or it's either going to be really backwards or really advanced. That's what I predict. Well, we better head off because I think the bats are coming out. We don't want to get eaten by bats. We'll um we'll head up and have a buffet at the tower. Oh yeah, we'll that's, that's there nice. Before. We'll go yeah. do that before we head up. It looked like she had like um like salami and some cheese. Yeah. Um, Hopefully no blood. No blood. No, I don't know what was in that. Did he say there was blood in that wine glass? He said. I don't know. Maybe. It would have been really obvious though if they're trying not to hide to be vampires to be like here have some blood. Mate, I. It was probably just some wine. Maybe there was wine and then they were drinking what looked like wine because they were trying to cover that. What it was. Mm. Anyway, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> to watch who. Uh, tell us what you think about State of Decay. I think there's. I think people really like this one. Yeah, I can imagine. So, like I said, it's just... Hey, look, I'm just being honest. Yeah. That's my opinion. You're not a fan of vampires? Just, not 
I would have previously. For me, it just didn't fit in this point in time. Didn't mean I didn't right. enjoy it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Okay, okay. We can't ask for more than that. No. Uh, so <laughs> we will see you all next week for Warriors Gate. Yeah. Bye. Bye. To watch who? 